On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Here we go, living legends, playoff time. Week two of the playoffs for fantasy football in both the living legends and collective fantasy football leagues. Welcome, 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 welcome. We have an interesting show today. Um, it's a little late. That We're going to blame that on me, on the commish. Commish had some uh, some issues, some some <laughs> off the field issues that I'm, that I'm working through. <laughs> So uh, we're recording later than than expected. Um, the uh, the president, Mr. President, has some some daddy daycare that he needs to attend to. So he's not on right now. He may jump on a little bit later. Um, so it's me and Lord Dolan. Lord Dolan, want to say what's up to the people? How are we doing, everyone? Exciting time of the year. It's uh, we're one week away from the championship. One week away from the championship. What a time to be alive. We are in week 15. We're in the semifinals for the 2020 season. It's just like that. Guys, we have made it through a COVID season. We've gone through 13 weeks of ups and downs, uh, a week of wild card playoffs. And there's some interesting storylines going on that we wanted to kind of touch on and go through a couple discussions that are uh, that are going on in the slack again. If you are not in that Slack, get your life in order. Um, I think the next with this email where we send it out to everyone about the uh, the podcast, we need to send another link to the Slack. I, I realize we've only sent it once, um, but send another link for the for the stragglers in the back. But the Slack has been live. We've been talking about what we what we're planning for next year. There's even been a, a discussion of a Vegas live NFL draft for the uh, for the league, <laughs> brought up by one and only Randy. Um, speaking of which, we have not been able to secure rights to Randy for the uh, for the podcast. He's a ever moving target. He's yeah. currently in in Vegas on a Expedia inspired trip. He paid like eighty nine bucks to to head out there. So um, he's probably at a buffet right now as we uh, as we record, um, but we'll try and get him on uh, before the end of the season, if possible. We do have a full off season that we will we'll want to do. We'll probably take a little break and then come back to cover some things, the NFL playoffs, and then of course, um, I forgot to mention, you know, a, a tradition that we have in the uh, in the league is the league champion gets a chance to write a league note. Um, it's typically been written, um, but now that we've moved to a podcast, I think it's only right that we invite the league champion of both leagues uh, and give them, you know, five minutes to talk that talk. Absolutely. And just, uh, yeah, absolutely. Talk about their their walk to, to the championship, anything they want to call out. If they want to have a vindictive victory speech like uh, Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, you could <laughs> feel free to do that. So. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the plan. But with that, let's jump into the uh, into the mess of the week and talk about uh, what's going on in the NFL and what's going on in the Living Legends League and what's going on in the collective through our football gods discussion. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. 
the gods will not save you. Whew. Football guys discussion. The first thing I wanted to kind of talk about um, is, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the uh, uh, wild card weekend recap for living legends um, before going to any of the other leagues. Sean, feel free to kind of jump in um, as you please. But one thing, one storyline going into the playoffs was the strength of a certain division, the strongest division in both leagues. In Living Legends, one division brought three people to the playoffs. Three teams made it into the playoffs from one division. And the team that got knocked out would have been the division winner of another division and tied for division winner of another division. So when we talk about West Side, respect must be placed on that name <laughs> at all times. And if you thought it was a fad, if you thought it was a good regular season and things, the chips landed where they may, wild card, uh, the playoff wild card was an opportunity to remind you that, no, that's not how the West Side rolls. Again, three teams in the playoffs. There's six teams represented in the playoffs. Two of the wild card teams were from the West Side, myself and the Caffeine High. We had to play while Jonesing for Patty Cake uh, for Patty Cakes was a uh, first round buy. In that wild card, both teams from West Side advanced to the next level. I defeated medium Ben Roethlisberger one eleven. <laughs> 0.66 to 101.58 and McCaffeine high drubbed doomsday 103.1 to 69.18. So what essentially happened is we are now in the semifinals of the living legends um, playoff bracket and three out of the four teams all come from one division. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen That's it. That's a first four. That's a first. Not only um, do you have three come from one division to get into the playoffs, but you have three from one division to get to the semifinals? Chances are the league, the the, the league champion is going to be a West Side representative. There's only one hope, Wakanda Forever, who's playing against me, who actually had a very great start to his week with Justin Herbert going off and not going off with uh, Mike Williams, who's on my team. <laughs> he has an opportunity, the only opportunity the entire league has to see a, a champion come from a team not in the West Side. So I just want to start that off and just acknowledge the level of nuts that that is. And looking at the scores, I mean, they were impressive victories. I mean, McAfee and Hyde put up over 100, and you dropped 112. Uh, on medium Ben, who also broke 100. So it's not like these were slim victories, other guy just underperformed. No, no, this this was dominant. This was making a statement in the wild card. It's going to be exciting to see where the chips fall after this weekend. Yeah, I I, I absolutely love it. So it's uh, it's a great weekend. Did you have anything for the for the wild card weekend that you want to cover for uh, for the collective? You know, the biggest thing that came out of the collective. And this is a team that we talked about probably since week five when all those players started to get right. And that was Wakanda Righteous Brother. 
This man was on a tear. He won 80% mm. of the call phase for closers. We talked about him. We talked about how no one wanted to play him. We felt bad for the guy that had to play him in the first round. And it was mm. none other than the president who drew that short mm. straw. And he came out on top. His prayers mm. were answered. He prayed for the one and only Miles Sanders to have a big game. And he had his best game of the season. 30 points from Miles. I know as an Eagles fan, you like that. He loved that. And he got him the victory. It was a wild Eagles game. Um, J- uh, Jalen Hurts just injected life into the team. And Miles became Miles. And he had the... He ran for over a hundred yards on a team that I had the the Saints. I think only gave up one one hundred yard yeah. rusher for the entire year. Yeah, and they gave it up to to Miles and Jalen Hurts. So it was just a a wild weekend um, of football. So it took that to get rid of Wakanda Righteous Brother, the Jason Voorhees of the collective, <laughs> and even and, not just Miles. Mike Gesicki put up twenty three points. <laughs> it took yeah so we're talking about a flamethrower after dumping the body into an incinerator to get rid of jason Voorhees. it took everything it took the entire avengers cast coming out of portals at the end of the movie to take down thanos and uh the entire league thanks you for it um who what would have been if we allowed Wakanda Righteous Brother to get that final Infinity Stone. We do not know. We do not know. We do not know. And the other new, the other thing to note, it's big weekend, big game coming up. Randy advanced, and it would have been great to have him on the pod this week because he was throwing a lot of shade in the Slack channel before even playing a game against me, and he wanted to mm. play the game of hypotheticals where if I happened to play in a bye week, I would have lost. But that's why we play for mm. the bye weeks, Randy. We play for the bye week so I can afford an off week. And I had my off week when it didn't matter. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did, what, what, what exactly did you, how did your players perform on that, on that bye? Would you end up with 70 something? Uh, no, I didn't even break 70. I think at 65. It, oh, geez. it was awful. Yeah. Every, every player played terribly. Justin Jefferson his worst game of the season. DJ Moore was hurt. Kyler had like 10 points. It was dreadful, but they were in a bye. So it's all good. Not worried about it. This is exactly why you have the buy yep. for moments like this. Yep. So now you're hoping to come back roaring and then uh, knock down Randy with uh, with your team next week. I have to. I mean, with a name better than Randy, I, I don't want to be on next week having to admit defeat to that man. <laughs> who do you think, you know, if you're, if you're calling it now and saying who's going to pull you to victory, if we're looking back on this next week, which, which, two or two or three players do you think is going to get it done for you i think that i scored big with the running backs i picked up in the last two weeks i spent heavy i exhausted my entire fat budget on cam makers this week i dropped the full 60 on him i think he's going to go off against a bad jets defense and i've had a love-hate relationship with jk dobbins all year i drafted him then i dropped him picked him up a couple times dropped him but i think he's finally getting his time to shine on that baltimore offense so I'm going to ride those two guys to victory. Those are the ones I feel most confident about. That's uh, that's fair. It's going to be interesting. The, the Cam Akers against the Jets, um, you, you you got a plus matchup there. So you may get what you need from uh, from those guys to, to move forward. But we'll see. We'll see. Next week will be interesting if um, 
you whether you make it or not, if we can get Randy on the pod to discuss win or lose the, oh, uh, yeah. the matchup, that'll be uh, <laughs> that'll be pretty fun. Um, <laughs> but another thing I wanted to we wanted to kind of go on to and discuss were some of the discussions that were happening in the Slack this week, um, namely regarding dynasty or keeper league additions to the league. Um, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts? I do want to give people some some background info. Before before that Rona hit last year, the collective was a no. Um, we had a third league called yeah. This Thing of Ours, and This Thing of Ours um, had the same rules as all the other leagues. It was sixteen teams, all of those things, but that was a keeper league. And last year was our first year of trying out the keeper. Um, format um, and the idea was basically since it's an auction draft you paid whatever you paid for the player uh, if you wanted to keep them for the next year it would have been whatever you paid in the previous year plus five dollars so obviously if you got a Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes maybe you do want to keep them but are you going to pay what you paid last year plus an additional $5, you know, the, the $60, $70 or $45 that people were paying um, for those players? Uh, it would really benefit you if you had a player like Miles, Miles uh, Sanders, who I had last year, who I got off of the waiver wire for like, you know, six bucks. So I would have been able to keep him for 11 bucks um, going into the next year. Um, but unfortunately we got sidetracked by that Rona and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of managers were not able to play. We cut things down and all of that, but you know, Lord Dolan, what are your thoughts about, you know, the keeper or dynasty league edition going forward, the feasibility, what it would take, what it would look like? I think it's totally something we should add into, to one of the leagues. I like how we normally have this incubator league where we test new things. And then depending on the feedback, we roll it out like we did with the auction draft. And I think this should not be any different because it adds just a whole new element to how you draft and really how you manage your waivers week to week. Because for teams that are out, if you have some spots open, you might grab a guy who's on waivers, whether it's because he's hurt or he underperformed this year for a few dollars because you know he's going to have that rebound season. Before Mm -hmm. Before we decided not to have the third league last year, that's how I spent my last three weeks. I was out of the playoffs. But I was looking at rookies that underperformed or maybe some guys who were hurt that were dropped that you know they're going to come back strong next year and grab them because their value would have been 10 times what I paid for on the waiver wire budget in a full draft. I would I don't mind paying yeah. the extra penalty for it. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the uh, the chest that kind of goes into it because the rule is, is is basically if they're on your team at the end of the year. Now, if you drafted someone and then you got rid of them at some point during the year, um, they are not eligible for keeper status. But if at the end of the year they are on your team, they're eligible for keeper status, you know, based on whatever you paid uh, paid for them. So it adds to the level of, you know, keeping track of the league going into the playoffs at, you know, during the playoffs um, because you can set yourself up for next year. And you're, the goal is to have a bunch of candidates that you're kind of like, ah, I wonder if I would keep this person or keep that person um, because you have a couple of guys who are good, um, good potential players for, for next year. So that's a, that's a good look. And uh, I think it, it would be great. The, the biggest thing 
that comes out of it is that you have to have people come back, you know, because if a player, you know, if a manager leaves, we were, our contingency was that we were going to um, just keep it rolling. If we had a new manager come in and basically say, Hey, these are your players and, you know, choose one that you would keep for, for this year, plus the $5 based on what was paid last year. It's not the best and most elegant solution. Obviously, you know, you think the guys drafted a crappy team. You're not going to have, you know, great players to, to choose from. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it is one player, right? Yeah. It's not like we're saying this is your player for 2021. You know, these are your this is your whole draft. Um, but ideally, you keep them. You keep people to come back. Yeah, we would have to figure out and get buy in from all the league managers that they're going to be in for next year. This we roll it out. We're not hamstringing a future owner with uh, someone else's pick. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to do something to to help people out with that. Um, another thing we talked about. I, I think last the uh, last pod we talked about betting. Um, and the idea of, or maybe we've talked about this more off the pod, but the idea of making the our own platform for fantasy football, and then if we have that opportunity, thinking outside the box and what would that look like? What could we do with our own platform that you couldn't do with like an ESPN or something like that? And one of the things that came up was the idea of NFL betting, um, something that I'm into outside of the league and uh, you know, I want to bring to the podcast probably in the, in the playoffs or or something like that and kind of have some discussions about that. But we thought about it would be dope if we can do betting in the league um, where you have an opportunity to do something that regardless of what state you're in, you're able to partake in it and it has some type of effect on the league and one of the thing one of the things was fab budget betting and this is like this would be real incubator real innovative i've never heard of it done if you have you let me know cuz i'd like to see that case study but the idea would be if you have a 200 dollar fab budget um, maybe you can't bet the whole thing right maybe yeah. you have a cap because you don't want someone to get to a point of like, oh, I have a thousand dollars and now I could just do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you could bet, you know, you have like $50 or $25 or whatever it is. Um, and the idea is you can bet on certain things that we would use, you know, actual, you know, sports book lines, whether we do spreads, that might be the easiest where you can bet yeah. on, on, the, on the spread of, of different games. But you're able to use your free free agent, you know, budget um, for that, so that it has some type of value in, you know, fantasy football. Um, I mean, what do you what, what are your thoughts? Have you have you thought about that more since we we've discussed it? Yeah, I've been I've been kicking around with uh, a couple guys at the office too, and I mean, after they were amazed that this was even an idea, and they couldn't believe that no <laughs> one's done it yet. Like yeah, that's that's great, but you, you know, like you said, put some limitations on it. Um, figure out what the bets are actually going to be. So probably a spread. You can do a straight money line on a own platform. The projections will be there. So if you want to take an over under, um, you can do that. Probably cap how much players you can bet on it. Um, mm-hmm. So people don't blow whatever they're allotted for the year in one game. 
because mm-hmm. I mean, anyone could just be a degenerate gambler and just say, I'm going to go crazy week one. And then that, and then they're screwed <laughs> the rest of the season and create yeah. that unfair, um, unfair competition. But I, I love the idea the more I think about it because you have sports betting and you have fantasy that are so popular right now, yet there's nothing that's doing it together. And I feel like if you combine it, you take the best of both worlds and you create this perfect marriage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I could, just imagining the, the possibility of, you know, your betting can improve or hurt your fantasy football chances throughout the year. So, you know, if you're able to hit the spread um, or you're able to you're, you're hitting these over unders or whatever it is um, that can help your fantasy football team would just get you into a place of really watching football and just, you know, I'm watching this Bengals, you know, Thursday night game because I, I got the under and these fuckers are like moving the ball all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about and to all the owners out there in you're in a you're in a playoff spot or a potential playoff spot towards the end of the regular season, weeks 11 through 13, the division matchups. But you're you had $5 in your fab budget. What if you took the plus odds on a matchup and you hit now your fat budget jumps to 15. You can go get that guy that you wanted that you couldn't get before. So it definitely changes that the dynamics um, of how you can get players. And and if you feel really confident in your ability to hedge on your bets, it, it can it can change the dynamic of a season. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, you can get you can get really wild and do preseason betting oh, where you're betting auction draft money based on like the NFL draft and like uh, stuff like that, where you're like, I think, you know, um, this quarterback, this will be the number two quarterback off the board. And I'll put up $10 of my auction draft. Oh, for and now we're getting crazy. We're getting cra- <laughs> player props on NFL drafts. This, this is getting wild. Player props. And you, so you would do again, what you don't want is someone to go into the draft with $50 and you don't want someone going into the draft with three fifty. Yeah. Um, but you would have some type of cap where, you know, you have the option to like, you don't have to bet on anything and maybe there's three bets, right. Or yeah. four or five bets that were like, okay, the only bets are who's the second quarterback that's going to come out. Um, how, you know, what's the over under on, you know, pick 17 before a cornerbacks picked, like whatever, you know, we look through the lines and, um, then we could just kind of assign it, you know, cause it's a draft. It's not like, it's not something that's really that in depth. So you can just yeah. kind of say, we look at some Vegas lines and say, all right, these are the lines, you know, the over under on quarterbacks in the first round is three and a half. Do you want yeah. the over or the under? And then we can just go through and say like, all right, you bet 10 bucks. You got it. You start the draft off with two twenty. Yeah. I love it. That's great. That's, that's a great addition. Wow. And, and it keeps everyone engaged now throughout the off season. Now, now there's something, yeah. there's fantasy things to worry about in April. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just got to have the team together. You got to have the group together early in the, uh, in the year right like you have to we can't be chasing people to like join the league yeah in may or june it's kind of have you have to kind of basically say like i'm in this league and we're all together we're in here and it's april and we're going to bet on the draft with with some of the fat yeah, yeah that 
that would have to be tested, I think, in the Living Legends League, just because the the turnover in Living Legends is so low. And I'm sure anyone yeah. hearing this now is probably going to stay committed to Living Legends for next season. And yeah. now that's a Vegas ship worth taking. Betting on the draft in April for your <laughs> fantasy season coming in August. Yes. Wow. 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 I, I mean, we'd have to submit the league to uh, to to different just publications to talk about your league is nowhere near as good as our league. And here's why. <laughs> Darren will pick up the PR. I'm sure Sunday morning it'll, he'll, it'll be blasted all over the net talking about what we do and why it's better. Love Darren for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 fantastic. Well, all right. With that, um, do you have any any other discussion that you wanted to, to to talk about for football gods? Any NFL early playoff picks or anything like that? I know this came up in the the Slack channel. I think Vibov threw it out. He wanted to just quickly touch on some dark horse picks to make the Super Bowl where things stand now. I guess from both conferences. Um, mm. Does anyone stand out to you that you would say, "Oh yeah, I can see this team getting there," and no one else is really calling it right now? Um, well, you know, I've, I brought up, uh, what are, so you mean NFL or fantasy NFL NFL. Um, that's interesting. I mean, I have a feeling the bills will be a problem for teams. That's who I was thinking. Um, the bills are going to be a problem for teams because Josh Allen is way better than he was last year like he was a liability and he was the 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 thing that was the common thread of like yeah they're good but you know they got josh allen so it is what it is they'll only be that good but he's playing at a at a high high level so now they're you know they're a dark horse to you know figure some things out ball bounces the right way who knows um i have no faith in the saints yeah uh I always feel like every regular season they're great. They're gonna be, they're gonna go deep into the playoffs. It never happens um, since Katrina. And uh, who else? Who else in my um, my thoughts? Um, do you think the Titans get further than they than they did last year? I don't think so. I I mean Henry is a problem in the playoffs if Ridiculous. you control the clock, but that defense has looked porous throughout the whole season. So yeah. they would need Henry. And the problem with Henry, it's he's such a good back that he can break off a couple of 80-yard runs, and then so you lose that benefit of just a ground and pound because the man's just ending drives with two plays. And then it just keeps right. the defense on the field. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Tennessee. I concur with Buffalo being a problem. Allen looks great. Diggs has brought an element to of the offense that wasn't there last year. And the defense is just as good. It, it has all the elements you'd want to see in a team that can make a deep run. Mm. In the NFC, the only team I like is Green Bay. I mean, it's it's hard to count on Aaron Rodgers. He, he looks great. He's having one of his best seasons. And the running game looks solid. The defense looks good. Probably my dark horse would be the Seahawks. They started mm. off strong. They started to slip a little bit. But... I mean, it's Russ. He does his thing in the playoffs. Um, Russ. I, I would I would go, if I had to pick it right now, I would take Seattle and Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. 
that is a, a real off-market Super Bowl right there that, <laughs> that is geared towards NFL fans. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. I mean, what do you think about the Bucks? Last last thing before we head out. Do you, do you think it's real? Do you think they make a, a big push? No, I don't think they do. I think, and, and we talked about the Bucks from a fanny's perspective last week, and I think everyone was caught up in the individual accomplishments of all the players. And the thought was, well, if you just put all this greatness together, then you're just going to amplify greatness. And I don't, I don't think it ends up being a sum of the parts. And I think you're seeing that now you're getting an Antonio Brown, who's been out of the game for two years. Um, Mike Evans is having to contest for targets with three or four other receivers. Gronk's older. Godwin's been hurt. And yeah, Brady, it's it's a freak of nature what he's doing at 43 years old, but He's still 43 years old. Can he last the full 20 games, 18 games, however long the playoff run is? Um, And the defense has been bad. And Brady has always been in systems where the defense would hold, and he never had to do too much. He always overperformed the expectations because the defense always kept the team in the games. And I don't know in this situation at his age, with all the things that seem to not be working right, if they can make a deep run. I don't see it. I don't see it, but the de- the the defense would have to be at that peak buck bucks defense that we saw earlier in the year. Yeah, which um, who knows? It seems like Brady and Arians are philosophically different in how they want to move the ball. So we'll see how that uh, how that turns out. But that's real. I I, I appreciate it. Um, like I said, it was going to be a, a slightly shorter pod this this week. Um, looks like. The uh, Mr. President's not able to join us tonight, um, which is fine. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we will have Randy on the pod, um, <laughs> and hopefully, we will have some some additional things to talk about. There's a potential that next week, going into the finals, all of the podcast hosts can be, uh, you know, going to, fighting for a fighting for a, a championship. So. We shall see. I need to really overcome some adversity for that to happen. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how it works out. Um, I want to thank everybody again for uh, for bearing with us as we get this out. I'm going to try and get this out later on, later Saturday, hopefully during the Packers game. Um, so we've got the week two playoff uh, podcast in the books. Any final, any final messages for the people, Lord Dolan? Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Enjoy football because it's there's only a few weeks left with how quickly the season went by. So enjoy Saturday night football. There's two games on tonight, and enjoy Sunday. Yes, yes. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Again, Living Legends Podcast. If you know, you know. We're here changing the game at all times. Enjoy the weekend. Living Legends Podcast. <laughs>